0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. My father was born in Berlin in 1922. He attended public school there, and his child memories were quite pleasant. My grandmother's description of Germany at the time was a most liberal, progressive, democratic country. In 1933, Adolf Hitler was elected Reich Chancellor And it didn't take long for things to turn around. By 1938, the Nuremberg Laws took effect. and My father was no longer welcomed in the German public school system, and Jews were no longer welcome in anything German. It would be very difficult to define the difference in the atmosphere between 1933 and 1938. But not just the Jews living in Germany. For anyone living, there was a cataclysmic total shift. Society had changed, life had changed, everything had changed. I was born in Queens, New York, and I grew up in this country. And I have to say that in the past five years, I've experienced almost an eerie change in our society that parallels the level of change that my father experienced. The land we live in now is not the country I was brought up in, and... More specifically, the last five years, there's been a tidal shift. Let me share with you an example. A few weeks ago, I walked into Target, and I saw a huge display of multicolored candy. Rainbow-colored M&Ms, rainbow-colored Oreo cookies, and rainbow-colored Twizzlers licorice. In the center, a large, prominent sign displaying the words, PRIDE. And with that colorful rainbow depicting the banner of the To'eva, the abomination movement. Now it's true that adults consume candy, but by far the largest consumers of candy are children. And understanding that this display was focused on the target group of children brings home a very specific point, and that point is very little to do with pride, because pride is the least of the problems. We are living in a time when the most radical and unwholesome ideologies are propagandized and foisted on children. The curriculum in the public school system today include textbooks and handouts showing extremely graphic example articles and pictures of things that little children don't need to know about. (laughs) Ironically, if you were found on the street with that type of material, you could be arrested prosecuted, and sent to jail. And yet this is being propagandized, being taught in the public school system of the United States of America. Now, maybe you'll tell me this doesn't affect us, and we're insulated from this. I don't believe it's true. I was in Florida a little while back. I was walking to shul on Shabbos, and I noticed a young man who had been in my shear when he was in high school. I stopped and wished him good Shabbos, We spoke for a few minutes, and I couldn't help but notice his teenage son. And I was a bit perplexed, because I knew this fellow reasonably well. We had kept up over the years, and he didn't have a teenage son. He did, however, have a teenage daughter. It took me another moment or two to put together the rest of the story. His teenage daughter no longer dressed or acted or identified as a girl, she is a Beyshakov graduate. Another man called me a few months ago explaining that his daughters are in a Massachusetts public school. One day he was driving his 11-year-old daughter to school, and she said, Daddy, I'm 75% non-binary and 25% female. He explained to me he has another daughter in the 8th grade who said to him, Daddy, I'm the only normal girl in my class. The United States of America that I grew up in was a land of decency, integrity, and values. While nothing is perfect, the sentiment of living a moral, just life and achieving the American dream was part of the landscape. It was a land where teachers taught about the greatness of freedom and democracy. Respect for institutions and certainly respect for religion was a given. It was a land where hard work and decency was the American way. And while no system of government is perfect, the institutions of the land stood for law and order, integrity and decency, and promoted a healthy, normal lifestyle. The expectation of youth growing up in this country was that you would work hard, succeed, and live the American dream. Yet that is no longer the message. A deep cynicism has crept in along with a powerful progressive political correctness that doesn't allow any dissent against the liberal approach to eradicate the very foundations of normalcy, decency, and wholesomeness. And if you say to me, it doesn't affect us, I'd like to share with you a remarkable insight. Studies of immigrants show that when coming to a new country, most children of immigrant parents speak with the accent of the parents until the child goes to school and then they pick up the accent of his or her peers. Because the peer group has the strongest influence on the child, far more than school, religion, or even the home. And what this means in simple terms is that if we recognize how perverse, how strange, and simply unhealthy society has become, that's because we come from the old country. But to kids growing up in these times, this is normal. They're growing up in a landscape where extremely debased and perversive lifestyles are taught, promoted, and encouraged. And that's only part of the problem. The family structure is almost non-existent. Divorce is at a 50% rate for first marriages. The family structure becomes unglued. Even when parents are home, they're so distracted by constant pings and dings of social media. Just go to any public restaurant, park a place of leisure. Find me people are doing anything but staring down at the device in their hands. And one of the results of that is simply the sheer amount of unhappy, unwholesome people who are suffering has increased dramatically. And the question is, what can we do about it? certainly limiting our engagement with the outside world, certainly we could do everything to curtail our children's involvement in technology, but in truth these are just stopgaps. They may help us, maybe a few, but the generation is at great risk. And why is that relevant right now? Because sometimes it's hard to recognize why we need Mashiach. We have a lot of good, we have freedom, we have opportunity, we're able to learn, we have yeshivas, why do we need Mashiach? This sure is one reason. Because do you understand? When Mashiach comes, suddenly everyone gets it. From the darkness we now live in, suddenly the sun shines brilliantly as at midday. Hashem is revealed. Suddenly everyone, Gentile, Jews, small and great, sees Hashem clearly as a creator, maintainer, sustainer of all. Everyone understands completely what's right, what's wrong. And instantly, All of the issues, confusions, problems, troubles disappear. Certainly there's peace, certainly there's happiness, because mankind understands Hashem is the creator, there's a purpose in existence, right is right, wrong and wrong. And if this is only one reason to beg Hashem to bring Mashiach, that's true, but it's certainly a good place to start. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.